fucking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thank God It's Friday episode. <laughs> do you like Don't that? Do that. No, oh, nobody likes that. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're going ape here as we hit into episode 403 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Getting a little bananas, I, I'd say, Eric. You say that. Gwen this entire did. time that you're opening this up here, all I could think about how is Gwen Stefani thinks she's better than me because she can spell. That's I'm like, is that true. what you're trying to do right well, now? Are you trying to tell is. me I'm a child? Are you teaching me, Gwen Eric, Stefani? Eric, that was a diss song to Courtney Love, not Eric Shea. I don't so know don't anymore. Don't get that excited here, uh, everybody. But before we get into this, remember to go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Go to our Instagram, Weird Science Comic. And then also go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash weird science where last night me and you did our weekly spotlight the patreon spotlight picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew <laughs> what did we do eric oh, dude i'm trying to think of this entire time i was really hoping you remembered deep target i know that yes we did aquaman uh green arrow deep target and also dc versus vampires dc versus vampires it's weird that we just did that usually i can remember maybe on saturdays but this friday it gets bananas around here eric and i cannot remember things almost is it bananas or are we just stupid? It's both. Maybe our, you know, it's both. Out of sight, out of mind. We, we end up having a, a four books this week, a lot of books at DC. So we end up having these four. We kind of picked them for the Thank God it's kind Friday. Of for the Thank God it's Friday. And we wanted to get kind of a little bit of a, a feel of different teams. The outsiders, the things that don't go with the rest that we had. And I'm glad we did because I actually like most of these that we're talking about. This might be the most positive I've been in 2022. And that well, is just wait crazy. till you start talking to me about it. That your is crazy. Are tank. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm going to edit that out. Just thank you. As we're going through these, yeah, we have a new number one in Aquaman that I've been looking forward to. I don't know if you know this, Eric, but I have it on my pull list already. Yeah, and Why we have you? blue and gold. Well, I you hated everything to lead into it. Why wouldn't this be on the I like list? this because I like this, Eric. I was looking forward to it. And I'm glad it's on love my is love. after this. So there, I have unconditional love for the Aquaman. It's Action Comics is still on mine. And yeah, we we have that as well. You you have that. We have this this weekend. But I actually, I'll, I'll admit, when we had the $25 door, I completely forgot about it. I was going through a bunch of things, and somehow that didn't pop up. Action so. Comics, Jim. Martian Manhunter backup, one of the best backups we've ever had on top of a great war world story. We're even going to have a mail this weekend uh, on the regular show on Sunday night, little plug, that you have a call out for Sean Aldridge to get a Martian Manhunter mini, maybe out of this. whatever he wants. Yeah, I, I actually want when we talk about it, I think I will mention that well, let them do a little more. I hate when people really get pigeonholed into that idea of well, all the of a sudden. Is, I can understand where they're coming from just for the idea of how little of Martian Manhunter we get. So if an ongoing is possible, why not get somebody who seems to know the character, enjoy the character? That and go is forward? true. Maybe he would be good at, say, like a, a reintroduction of the JLI with the uh, Martian Manhunter. It's so funny, though, with the idea of Martian Manhunter, what Sean Aldridge is doing with that character in the backup, because in my mind, while a lot of people do like a Martian Manhunter ongoing, it never really works out for the character. And I think he is best done in a backup situation. And Sean Aldridge, in my mind, is proving, you know, his roots are coming from this and he might belong there in a good way. I agree. And and originally you had him in a lot of the detective comics as, a, yeah. you know, a little House one shot backup stuff. stuff. So, yeah, I agree that there are characters like that, like, say, a Firestorm, Eric. 
That oh. might be better. <laughs> no, not take it. Give me Firestorm back. Yeah, uh, but again, we end up having a blue and gold, which is pretty cool. But that might be something those individual characters could have a book, but they never do stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I do think that Sean Aldridge has proven, and and I like the idea that some of these backups have just been kind of bullcrap, right? They're Most. things that people skip. And the only ones that have been worthwhile are the boy, like, right? for the most part. Well, the boy has been good. I'll give you that. It just doesn't really feel like, like, you know, <laughs> it's doing hurt. things within the actual continuity that we're dealing with and doing detective comic stuff. But from what we've had going into this, like the JLD backup for a lot of people, is the yeah, only a lot reason of people love the Just League book. And now the Martian Manhunter backup. These are the best backups outside of the boy that we've had in like five years of my it mind. It is. And I like that deal where, like you said, a Martian Manhunter, we don't get a lot of Martian Manhunter. It's perfect to put him in a backup. And and again, I'm not even just saying to see if there's the Oops. hype for it or whatever. I actually just think that I like him in a backup. And it would be cool to have that continue, not just this little bit, but maybe continue the story in the backup as well. But we'll see how that goes. But here, we're going to start with what, Eric? Aquaman number one, written by Chuck Brown and Brandon Thomas, star by Sammy Bassery, Adriana Lucas, and and World Design. And in this gym, we are combining the Black Mana Mini and the Aquaman the Becoming Mini to have this ongoing thing where the Aura Calicum is still a deal and Jackson Hyde is trying to find himself. And the only people out there who are going to be able to do this for Jackson are his daddy, Black Mana, and his mentor, Arthur Curry. Maybe so. I think that he has to find the love within Eric. He's got to settle down with himself. At one point, though, when he is going, because there's an attack on the UN, it's Orm. And right away, that excites me. You have Ocean Master. You're already expanding it's things It's such beyond. a basic big Orm kind oh, of situation, is. though, that kind of bothers me because even the idea it's like, I'm going to attack the, you know, the United Nations and here's the Atlantean United Nations. And for whatever reason, I know we can't be a speciesist or whatever you want to call it. You want to put your best foot forward in my mind because here you are in an Atlantean society, an underwater like land that people on the surface don't trust. And if you're going to, you know, have an ambassador for your underwater land, maybe pick one that looks kind of human. Don't go to the ninth oh tribe with this thing and have a fish person be your ambassador. I thought it was still going to be Mara. That's what Same I face. thought the play was going to be. Uh, with that though, do you like that people are just this going is a around? Mutant. Yeah. Do you do you like when people are just going around willy nilly talking about? Gorilla City. I, I thought that that might upset you. Like it's, it should be a little more secret than what, just some guy getting about, hot though. dogs. Well, I imagine <laughs> the idea that there's been press conferences and news outlets all over the time. Every time Gorilla Grodd comes out and does some nonsense, we got to go and like, hey, Eric, actually, everybody, this whole Gorilla City, this guy's a fucking rogue out of and stuff like that. So I'm sure people are in the know. But this goes with what I'm talking about. There are motherfuckers at a hot dog stand talking about, hey, what's next? The Gorilla City getting them, you know, in the United Nations. I'm like. Exactly. They're not willing to accept these, you know, like these uh, intelligent guerrilla societies that are actually more powerful than mankind. But and you're gonna you're gonna get a fish person as your ambassador. Don't do that, Eric. Do you like that the idea that we mentioned Gorilla Grad and Gorilla City in the Thank God It's Friday? Is is that something that you, you get? Uh, we have that, and Eric. I do have Seems something. Kind of forced. It, it is a little forced here, but we also have actual gorillas and apes and chimps that show up and, and maybe there'll be a song that's played every time that happens on thank brothers friday i don't maybe know just a ding. i, I don't, don't know. know this one might get a ding here for that but it's uh, I mean, not a song right that yeah. would be set up but crazy you end up having this where it feels at first the, the first bit of this play i thought it was going to play off almost like the x books and the whole deal of krakoa the idea that Oh man, I don't need these fish people going and they're going to be trying to get their whole deal. But it's more of the sure reverse play. Of people like that. Yeah, well, there's more of the reverse play of it's that, 
you know, Orm's pissed and how dare we bow. And you're right. But here's the thing. We haven't had Ocean Master in a while. And unfortunately, when we do get Ocean Master, he usually shows up as the basic bitch that he is here, where he's used surface level nonsense, things going on. Like, I'm going to attack the United Nations. You know what I have? A gigantic dragon sea serpent. And then out of nowhere, while there's a big battle that goes throughout this book, he is just defeated. So we can show that Jackson Hyde still has problems. And yeah. And with that, you have that. You have that. And I didn't get that much of an over-the-top play here as they're saying it. Oh my god, Jackson, what are you doing? You're oh, no, that's the, top. the That's the worst part because you have to have some kind of like, I always give you shit that you don't have empathy for other people the way I think you should, just as a person in general. You don't but care the idea, about the sea serpent? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't think most people will for the idea that you have this unruly, gigantic kaiju sea serpent that Jackson Hyde breaks some teeth on, and our big push here is Aquaman, like, I thought you were doing better, Jackson. Look at this poor creature. I'm like, no, 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 that, that's freaking... That's a monster right there. I don't know what you're and doing. And it's attacking. Yeah, the the play here is it's he did not his job. It's not doing its natural thing. Now he's got to go to the kaiju dentist, and he's got to have that premium going on. It's going to cost him an arm and a leg. He doesn't have kaiju insurance. He, <laughs> he really doesn't. And Orm really isn't going to hook him up. But you, you go, and I will admit, I do like seeing Orm. And I hope so that I. we get a little Love thing. Ocean With Ocean Master, though, we're, we're due for a little bit more of a progression of character. We had Dagon City. That didn't work out. I mean, he always goes back to square one. And that's the thing. Did he go back to square one? Well, when we had a surf, I'm saying real square one where this is just throne of Atlanta. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think, though, like the idea is Dagon City a thing still at this point? Because it looks like he has weird, you know, mutant fish people that he's working with here. But I'm not sh- I can't remember from where we left off previously if Ocean Master is still the king of Dagon it City. It seemed like that just because that was part of Zebel. And then we didn't get that. So I well, think that was that a different is, part. Of, like that was a whole thing going again, into that. Though, that I think outside. that that was all taken care of, and now he's just doing his nonsense again. I don't know. This the the people, these fish guys, they are like the worst part of the merman that you'd ever have. That they have the upper half fish. Exactly. They, they almost look like Rita Repulsa Power Ranger monsters that are unleashed on our. You know, the but they're just the there. Road. It's a lot of fodder. And and like you said, you have a sea serpent. That's the big thing. You almost would have been better served for Jackson to go after Orm. You're not going to do that because what you want to play off is, oh, my God, he can't stop. But you could have had a scene like you did at the end of Aquaman and the Becoming where maybe he's about to kill Orm. But that, ham on that lessens Orm, though. I think people would say, well, what is he able to beat Classic up Orm? WWE booking. you got to keep your heel looking strong. Yeah, so exactly. So he goes after the sea monster and they try to make it like, let's go big or go home deal. But it's too big and too monstrous. To actually get the idea that he he accidentally you know in a rage knocked a tooth out. Oh no! I mean this thing is going to eat him. This is not, and this gets to be the way that I think it's playing off. What I said, one of the problems I have recently with comics is that nobody can be bad. I mean, this is a monster. I, I know what you're playing with here. It's a monster. In the meantime, you end up having on the opposite side Aquaman really throwing shade at these you know fish men. That end up really under the control of Orm as well. So it kind of had that weird play here. Just uh, like the sea serpent. Yeah, yeah. So with that, yeah, Bakuman, but come on, Orm, why are you doing this again? Because even when we have this at the end when everything is said and done, isn't it just like a throwaway thing where Aquaman's like, oh, yeah, an Ocean Master had something he did to control them. Like, it was just kind of a throwaway thing that we don't have to deal with. Let's just move on. Now, with that, too, where you have Aquaman move in and he tries to would you, would you, would you these mermen. 
right? Yeah. Why not do that to the, the sea the serpent first, first, right? The reverse. I like, though, again, the idea, how could you hurt this beautiful, monstrous creature? But then when he goes to him, he goes, are He's these the only creatures now, Willie? Creatures. They're the same. I mean, give them a break. These guys in the back are like, come on, man. We're just doing what we're told. <laughs> Look at us. We can't get a job at Starbucks or anything. Look, Seriously. Orm, can you please just do me a favor right now? Just get on your hands and knees, go back to Aaron and Tommy and beg for forgiveness. Get back with them because that was your most interesting part of your entire career of life. This surface world sucks. Oh, God, here we are. Basic bitch ocean master again. Yeah, and he ended up, you know, falling in love with a woman and actually almost adopting a kid and saying he's going to come back for him. And that was where... He almost felt like that was the step. Can you imagine? He comes back for like he's just gonna like keep his promise because he loves you, Aaron's son Tommy, so much that one day he'll be like you know Ocean Master's there. This is the idea. I have come back for you, my son. And he just walks into the ocean and Tommy drowns. Tommy drowns. He's like, I'm coming with because he's just a human. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he oh, drags no. him into the water. No, I don't want to go. Orm and this Orm isn't under. so smart that way. He he like cuts gills in the side ocean of his neck and he just bleeds out. Oh no! Oh my god! Uh, but then we go off, and the big mystery is going to be this deal of what's happening around the world. We go off to Ohio, and you see this guy. He wakes up. I had an eye like that at one point when I had those contacts that I keep. In I just for imagine like, you didn't wash your hands. You got yourself pink eye. Well, that too. I mean, and he ends up calling his boss. I know, I know. Hey, you know, I have this weird sickness going on. I'll send you a picture. Awful. That's something I would do to you. Look at this, Eric. Um, but then he sees again. This. If I'm the boss, because I've seen stuff online, like little TikTok kind of things, where somebody was so hungover, they like called out of work and said they had pink eye, and then doctored up like a really bad. Not even a Photoshop. It's like an MS Paint kind of thing, where he just put this pink around his eye. Like, did you Photoshop this? <laughs> no, half of his face is pink. Oh it was my just goodness! So pixelated and terrible. This picture he said his boss, and that's exactly what I think this guy's boss is thinking. Yeah, I had a, a couple times. Remember at work, I got acid in my eye. At one point, it was all screwed up for a bit and whatnot. But well, he wears safe. Well, I yeah, I didn't that time, I guess. Oh, well, you know, it, that's just me, Eric. You know, it's safety to the wind. You end up where this guy, he gets up and, hey, who was watching the news? Oh, no. <laughs> he starts talking sleeper crazy, agent. right? And sleeper agent things are going down. It seems like they're being activated in a way that they don't really realize. This guy... He seems to just go down in the basement and make meth and a bomb. It really looked like meth at one point. But what do you mean it looked like meth? It's a floating orb of energy and two on two. You ever see people smoking like that. that meth, Eric? That's what no. it looks like. Well, then you, you're, you're not as learned as me. I mean, I just go I to the next decisions. room, right? Then we go off and we do get Black Mana, and he is having some dinner. Uh, he's in Paris, France. He's you know wee wee, Eric. He's all fancy. Yeah. And he ends up having his new trident, and he gets a scan. And it, or a calicum trident. I can't say it still. I'll never be able to. Did you go back and read Black Mana number six? Yes, I did. To see okay, what good. Happened. So did yeah. I. Yeah, because the whole idea where he had the oracalicum trident that he took off of Devil Ray, and actually, and the whole idea that we did, talked about a little bit in Aquaman the Becoming, where why would Aquaman, you know, like go with Black Mana? And like, in my mind, it was to help, you know, his son Jackson, who we also see at the end of that Black Mana number six that we didn't talk about on the podcast, that it was actually Black Mana who warned Aquaman about all the bombs along Atlantis that the, uh, the Devil Ray had yep, the Devil Ray. And this is where, again, it's like a, uh, you know, a black man who's like, oh, my God, I got to get a hold of him. This is really bad. So you have this magic rock trident that he took off of Devil Ray that he put power dampers on that he is now using to track down the lost tribe of Atlanteans and stuff like that to try to find them before they become 
I don't know, sleeper agents, it seems, in this whole situation. Which seems weird because, you know, we have a lot of white guys in this, and it really seemed to be pushed in the, the Black Mana book that it was all black guys, or black people in general. It goes all over, and the thing is that I think if you hadn't read that, and a lot of people are going to jump into this without reading the prelude, and so far, you really didn't have to, but the thing with the Trident, and also the idea that he's probably here where he's, he is looking for things, and he's trying to get them, and then he ends up setting up a scan, and it starts to go wonky. It starts to go wonky. He thinks, okay, reset, whatever. And now there's no problem with it. it is one. You see this guy, and I'm like, is that guy a sleeper agent or is he me? He's just going to town That's what on I thought a about too. This guy can't use silverware. No, he's just gym. like, what is going on here? I do not understand. He's just eating. Like, that's the thing He's that's making He's just devouring the steak. And the thing is, you have that, like, you know, ancient Atlantean talk speech what was going on, so you can't understand it. I just want to know. Like, I want this to be, like, transcribed here. Like, what does he actually say? God damn, this is a good-ass steak <laughs> in ancient the, Atlantean. Get me the A1 in Atlantean. Ketchup. His wife is oh, there. Monster. Oh, what a monster. Speaking of which, since we are recording this podcast early uh, in the day on TGI, I think, right? It's Friday. I'm going to go and get some steaks tonight. We're going to go to the buffet. So I'll eat just like this. Take an hour and a half away. Why would you do that? And, and it's Tanya's birthday, by the way. Shout out, Lady Tanya. Uh, she could go there as when well did for you find free. That out? Uh, just now. No, yep. I ended up, I realized, I, I kind of wished her a happy birthday. Because you didn't say anything to me last night about it. No, I, I, it's, there's so many birthdays. There's five birthdays in a month at my so house you think here. you know by now. I almost forgot. Alex's was two days ago. I got in, I'm telling you, 11.58. I realized I'm like, oh, crap. I don't think that counts, honestly. In my mind, you still forgot. <laughs> no, I ended up saying I just got in. Just got in from where? He knows what under you do. The, under the bell. I got it. But usually you what happens. You have a business trip? Usually what happens. No, I mean, I just got in under the, the midnight. So okay. I still got, just got in. Just got off a plane. My arms are tired. I ended up where usually... If you're inspired at our house, the big thing is to see who will wish the birthday first. So it's like 12.01 a.m. every Yeah, that didn't happen with me. I'm more of a noon type of guy. Uh, but yeah, so it is her birthday, but we wanted to take her out to go there. Her uh, thing and what inspired me to talk about this is you saying. It's an hour and a half away. She's like, I'm not going there. Yeah. So we're going. That's I ridiculous. Said, I said, we're going in your honor. We're going to go have a dinner. That's the worst uh, for thing ever. Her, right? We're like, oh, That's it's your, your birthday, birthday you're baby. not going. We're going. The best for is, you. too, it's her birthday. And I'm like, here's the play. Listen, you don't have to eat anything. It's free for you. <laughs> She's like, thanks. Uh, and then Ray started berating her. Oh, happy birthday, baby. Uh, but yeah, you end up where he realizes something's going on. I, he really didn't need the trident in like two seconds here when this guy goes completely insane. Yeah, the thing is, you might be tracking them, but they're eventually going to show themselves pretty yeah. like straightforward. Uh, Jonas, this guy is. You like the Jonas Brothers? Do you, you no. end up where... No, you like the name Jonas. I like, I do too. I, do you like Jonah or Jonas better? Jonas. I like Jonas as well. And she's like, Jonas, what's gotten into you? That's in Francais. I heard that means French. And you end up where he's like, ramp, ramp, ramp. And she's all upset, but at this point, I mean, holy moly, he comes at her with a steak knife, and then later, she I know she should still be upset, but she's like, 
Oh my god, don't hurt my husband. There's something wrong with him. Yeah, he looks like That's a spider. He's there on all fours. Like everything's like cracking and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, but Okay, so not like a spider, more like Reagan from the deleted scene from the Exorcist where she's like that, crab but walks even down the look stairs. at that. There's a lot of like things I've seen like that, but his legs are going different ways and Pretty stuff. much I mean, not like a spider. Someone who's possessed by the devil and I think or he, demon. yeah, I still think he looks like a spider. But he ends up where she's like, like please the fighting feature of spiders, Jim. Just there and scared. Legs. The shit out of me. I don't know. It's a four-legged spider. Don't they have that four-legged freaks? That's called a small dog. That's called a cow. You end up where, don't hurt my husband. He just needs help. Well, lady, you, you said that he's never done anything like Like, he needs more than help. I mean, he needs to be put down. Again, no, see, again, we need help. We don't need to start putting people put down, down because there's something wrong with them. So you see this juxtaposition deal of both Jackson going a little over the top while you have his father, Black Mana. He's actually trying to help this guy. He does say, you keep slicing and dicing at me. I'm going to have to do something. But he does want to kind of, you know, hold him down, see what's going on. Doesn't help, though, because the guy ends up dying. Yeah, the guy ends up dying. And that's a crazy play. And I thought that was pretty cool where you almost end up with the deal. Like everybody's going to think Black Man killed him, obviously, because he then threw him down and the guy Die. Well, he then threw him down the man's dead, and a giant manta like air vehicle <laughs> comes come down from the sky, and Black Mana puts him inside. Right, that doesn't really make you look great. Pretty much, Black Mana is a victim of circumstance throughout this entire issue. He because is, even yeah. when Jackson Hyde gets on the case, he first finds his father tearing this guy's chest opening in a morgue, so he can try to autopsy him to find out what happened with his ancient Atlantean t- like DNA and stuff like that. What he's currently working with, and all Jackson sees is his father ripping a man apart. Yeah, like, just ripping a man he, apart. D- David Hyde can't catch a break today. <laughs> No, and I think that the idea, I know that it is, me and you kind of argued a little bit about it, but the idea of black mana needing to help Jackson, I don't think he's not, he's not a guy who's going to help him, I don't think. I think that what we're getting here is, He's just going to show Jackson that he's not exactly the worst of the worst. And also, he's not going to give up on Jackson, like the idea from the end of the Black Man thing, where he was writing that note about what his legacy was going to be and stuff like that. So the idea that he deleted that and never sent it to Jackson is that, you know, instead of Gallus the goat being the thing that, like, you know, was going to be the thing that Black Man is remembered for, the legacy passed on, he still wants his son to be a part of his life. Yeah, he does. I still think at points he's just going to, you know, go for a random pack of smokes and not be around. But I think that what we're getting here is Jackson is the one who's becoming more and more like the thing he doesn't want to be. He wants to control that anger. You do have that little bit where he says to Aquaman, I can't control it. My mom's still in a coma. She still, I got to, you know, work things out or whatever. That's why he has that anger. Uh, In the meantime, where you have a black man who's trying to be you know, better himself, but you know, in his way, he he's not a guy who's just going to come out and pronounce, "Hey, listen, I'm good." Whatever he is, that gray area deal. And even when you have him, it looks like he killed this man. He's not there to be like, "Oh, please, everybody." Now he does do that later with Jackson. He's a bad guy, but maybe not right now. He's not a bad guy, and so he needs to figure out what's going on with this. So he does need to. T- <laughs> Unfortunately, he needs to dissect this guy. Uh, I don't know if there'll be a proper funeral for him uh, at the end. That that wife might be a little upset, but you end up then in Ohio. The guy's there at, you know, say the Walmart or the Lowe's or whatever. And he's there gathering up his his meth materials, Eric. And he he ends up this girl. If we had gem of the week, like we do on the Marvel and the manga deal, this, this lady at the checkout might be the gem. This guy is so awful weird and stuff. And she's still just like, Hey, buddy, 
here, I'll swipe that for you. She does her guy. And like, oh, she man. She does everything. This guy comes up. He's not talking English. He pulls out his debit card. She swipes it. She gives the receipt and he moves on. What are you, you going to do if you're a cashier here to start a, a I, problem? I would be really scared of this guy. Maybe tell him to use the self-checkout, right? They don't have a self-checkout. She's like, too. okay, um, I have to check here. Why do you need 800 packs of Sudafed? I, I just asking here, you know. Mind your business, Jim. He ends up going and, and goes out. He's going to do his little sleeper agent thing. You know, unbeknownst to his wife, who, you know, RIP, but you end up then going back and, you know, you still continue that big fight. Really, with Aquaman, Orm, Jackson, it's it's a long fight scene with this whole idea of, come on, Orm, stop doing this. You know, we can't just keep fighting the surface world. You can't do this, you know, whatever. And he just keeps shouting back, down with the surface world. That's what he hates. True and that. at the end, they kind of just go away. You end up having, I love this, like, a serpent train thing that he gets up. He's like, come on, everybody, get on board. And off they go. Jackson wants to keep the fight up, but he has to be stopped. And that idea of why did you end up beating up that monster from the sea? I, I would have, the first thing I would have said was, that's a monster. And well, it was going to eat is, Like people. I said at the beginning, it's like, is that snake thing headed home now? And it's like, Aquaman's, yes. Orm was agitating him with a, well, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't. And because you end up having the Atlantean guard come in and they grab Orm, they're going to take him away. He's yelling. And, and Aquaman says, we're going to have a talk sometime soon. And then the, like you said, the servant monster just goes off and hopefully gets some dental work. And you see this where Jackson is having some problems. I think that this is better played out than what we saw in the Aquaman, the Becoming, because when you have that little scene with Raven, that's what I like. Like, he's short with everybody, you know, like I am usually, Eric. And he's like, hey, Raven, what do you got? You got a spot? Hey, we, we ended up seeing a person of interest spotted in Paris. All right. And he hangs up. She's like, oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you go and they go and find Black Manna. And he is doing this autopsy. He is dissecting this guy to see what's within him. And, yeah, you end up having jackson show up and just sees his dad you know ripping a guy apart that they think he killed and he ends up tackling him through a wall in the meantime that guy in ohio meth man he just blows up his house i mean goes to home depot harbor freight gets some normal stuff goes and builds an atlantean bomb blows himself up for atlantis yeah i'm wondering like what what is that though that would be like me for for atlantis and i blow up my basement they're like well that didn't really do much for atlantis but hey but the thing is, you get a thousand of those, you think you sort of start creating a Only scene. Only seeing this one guy here in this one town in Ohio. I mean, Ohio, Eric. Uh, but yeah, everybody's kind of killing themselves and blowing themselves up and attacking people. So you end up where David, you know, Black Man, is trying to figure out what this is and even says, this is what, you know, I warned you about Aquaman. I think that this is going down. And as Jackson and Black Man are fighting Aquaman, has to get between and says, hey, Stop it. Your father's helping us now. He's on our side on this. And you end up with a surprise looking Jackson. Of course he is. It's crazy. Aquaman and Black Man are working together without me knowing. Crazy. Now, especially because I'm also an Aquaman. He could say, but they even have that real little report. We have Aquaman on the scene and the other Aquaman. Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. That's a thing. And we go forward with thing that. Is, but I understand people want to progress the character, and we're I think we're doing a good job. So again, this is the most we've done with Jackson Hyden over a decade for the most part to progress him to show that he is somebody. Well, again, we're still doing the same thing. Like, oh my God, Black Man is my daddy, and I'm angsty about it. We're still doing the same thing, but we're exploring it further. 
But the idea that we are calling him Aquaman now, and we also have Aquaman, like even the news reports are silly about the idea. Is that a thing? Or we have two Aquaman? They're both called Aquaman? How could that be? I'm like, yeah, I really want him just to hold on to the Aqualad name a little bit longer. Because I really think that this is all just a setup for when he Aquaman dies with the Justice League and disappears, so we have an Aquaman. Like you said, they play it up as a silliness on the TV where they'd already been calling it in interviews and things like that. So, you know, you have all that going on, but that's how it ends with Black Mana teaming up. What would you give this? thing is, I like the art in this a lot. The arm, the arm bits with Aquaman and Jackson to start things off, it is a way to get things going and showing you that Jackson is still having problems ever since Aquaman the Becoming. It just feels like we're doing Orm a disservice with this. How, like I said, the basic bitch kind of storyline of it. Everything else, though, continuing on with Black Mana, because that got interesting at the end, knowing that he is going to continue this as the Orichalcum Trident and, you know, Aquaman and him working together to work on things with Jackson and these other, you know, Atlantean sweep rage effects. I like all that. It's just a, a beginning setup with Orm. I thought needed a little bit more work because it didn't come off very good at all. I still am giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I'm giving an 8.5. I like it. And I think that the Orm stuff is basic because they want people to read it and they don't know if everybody knows Orm or any of his progression. This is the Orm that people know and the Orm that, you know, I mean, newer just readers set up for would. I mean, the story, this is like lame. Like, I don't know. For some reason, there's I mean, no, nothing it's the classic Orm. I think that they go with just go basic Orm. He's there. UN, I'm going to get you. And then Aquaman, the Aquaman stop him. I think it's like that the equivalent by the of end, Lex Luthor shaking his fist at Superman out of nowhere is, for no reason. But again, if you're going to start a thing, I think that you go basic at first. And I think that they need him, you know, captured because I think that he's going to get involved with them as well. You're going to have by the end where he'll probably be part of this team as they try to figure out what's going on. Because it does seem like they're going to get every character going on, both families, all these things going on with that, with Jackson and his new family that we found out about. And Even Tula? stuff in Orm, and people are saying that they want Tula. So and we Tempest? have to see. Yeah, I think that everybody. I know Pretty that sure Tempest, Tempest is yeah, coming Tempest back. Yeah, Tempest is coming back. So I think that this is going to be one of those things that, where, yeah, this is going to be one of those things. I think where you end up like you got to get the characters in some way and then go from there. But I do no, no, hope like that the they progress with Orm like a little more. The trial of the Amazons, where you're trying to grab as many Amazon Wonder Woman family characters you can to tell that whole story with all the different side stories and minis that we have leading into that. I think that this is doing the same thing. Like, all right, let's have the heavy hitters, all the big Aquaman family members that you want to see and haven't seen in a long time. You put it in here. Yeah, I really like this start, Eric. But we're going to move on to the next book which is Blue and Gold number six. And this is written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook, Ryan Wade Von Grau, Badger, Steve Abuchilato, Chris Sotomayor, and Rob Lee. And you end up having the fight that we kind of wanted with, you know, Spock-Kirk deal with the Omnizons making Booster Gold and Blue Beetle go at it. In the meantime, you end up having Rip Hunter trying to figure out what they can do. They end up using time travel in this in kind of a wonky way. I mean, it's it's very basic. It really is. The thing is. is, Rip Hunter being in this book and going back into it's such a weird thing where it seems like Dan Jurgens wants to talk about like American history or just like, human history in general, where people just you know invade other people's countries, put a flag down, and say it's this is colonization our that he's exactly. trying to go against. Yes, and this whole thing though that we're dealing with, where you know before mankind could think for itself and it was still cave dwellers without real like you know human thought processes, this alien race came down and claimed Earth as its own as a part of its own system, and the way we're going to solve that. We have a time machine. We have a time sphere. We have Rip Hunter, the Time Master. 
why is it that we go back and see when these people <laughs> put their beacon down? Why not and then we have before, this, right? Oh, exactly. We we go down, we plant our own flag and say, fuck you, peace off. You know. I mean, I even but, thought it was going to be as easy as going down and as this. I don't know that this Omnison Explorer ends up being really bad. You know, and, and, and I say Omnison, that's the one. Yeah, that's but the, princess, the yeah. idea where you have this person come down all you need to do is be there and say yo you know i'm here and i don't think this ends up being a battle or anything like oh crap that's what it comes down to and it kind of bothers me like i like this story enough because i like what you know uh booster and blue beetle are doing but it comes down to dibs and i'm like that's all it comes down to dibs and then comes down to what is pretty much the most basic type of Hey, we're going to change this. The basic thing that you want, that it's screaming at you the entire time. I know you don't want to play with time because he's a time master and you can only fudge so much with that. He even makes a point to tell you this. But you take a time sphere back and the idea is we're going to see when this planet went and claimed it. Mike. So you expect him to go back and, like I said, say dibs. But when we have the story flashed out at the end and have the whole idea is, okay, Rip Hunter went to these people and said, you know who I am. And I say that you didn't do this when you said you did it. Well, I'm going to check my things here. How is this possible? Our beacon has moved. How can this be? When the whole thing is Rip Hunter is dropped off by the time sphere while Terry, Booster, and you know Ted's assistant – she goes off in the actual time sphere and moves that flag to another solar system out of nowhere. I'm like, why didn't we just go back and say dibs? This whole weird who did she? Who did plot. she screw over? I mean, seriously, at the end. And the weird thing about it is they end up playing this thing that I talk to people about. I always bring it up. Barry Bonds doing steroids where Barry Bonds didn't necessarily say to his, you know, trainers, give me steroids. He said, hey. Give me the stuff, you know, and they came up with it so that he couldn't perjure himself. That's just what Rip does. They say, you know, check and see if I ended up, I didn't move it. Well, let's see if you're lying. Oh, he's not lying. He didn't it's move it. It's such a weird because idea. Because you had Terry because, move it. it it's well, so I'm, simple. Amazon can control your mind and make you do things. She can put the widja widja on you. And the whole thing comes down to a weird using that power as a lasso of truth. Did you do this? And then it's a straightforward instead of saying like, but I know how it was done, master, or anything along those lines. Because it's just straightforward. Like, did you do this? No, I did not. Well, he's telling the truth. Yeah, I almost wanted her to just go, You just say you you did it all right here we go and he does threaten her like you can't attack a time master you know who i am and so you end up having that but the stuff with you know booster and ted i did like though i really did think the power of love was going to win at the end and booster was going to be able to and it's funny because ted is expecting that the entire time as comic book readers and like you know media like you know devourers that we are I expected the same thing because this is a trope in all of TV where somebody was put under mind control. You can get through to them. The power of love and friendship will always break through and then you can hug it out instead of killing each other. It's not the case here. Booster is under mind control and it's going to kill Ted if Ted doesn't bite There's back. There's a couple things that played out weird. Uh, you had a setup where when they are in their prison cell with this energy field around them before that they end up where, you know, Omnison makes Booster hate Ted and they fight. He's blasting away at this, and you end up saying, come on now, you can't do this, you're going to run out of power, we're going to need it later. I really thought that we were going to have a point where he was about to get, and then the power runs out, we don't even get that. It was a weird setup where then, you know, Ted does have to fight back, and I do like him trying not to hurt him, but then he kind of has to at the point he electrocutes him, he shorts out the the suit that Ted rips it off, like or Booster rips it off like a sexy guy, all that, but by the end, this almost feels like Dan Jurgens also, like you said, colonization and all that, but somehow wants everybody to realize who Rip Hunter is in a roundabout well, way. Well, that's the thing is, that's the coolest part about the book in my mind, because he is doing something here that we haven't dealt with in a long time, ever since Booster Gold's like, you know, 
his second series back in the 2000s where the idea of Rip Hunter when his timeline changed and we actually made it the idea that Booster Gold is Rip Hunter's father and that's like a big revelation. In that series, though, one of the biggest things was who is Rip Hunter's mother? You have never talked about it. It's never been like discussed and Dan Jurgens has been keeping it close to the vest about who it is or even if he has any idea. And it kind of seems like Terry might be the like the mother of the Rip Hunter going forward because of the connection they have here and the stuff that they were doing. Even when she finds out that Booster is Rip Hunter's father, and like Rip's like, you shouldn't know this. Nobody can do this because you know people from the future will come back. They'll kill my father. He has to keep his identity, who he is, who his like ancestor ancestors are, a big mystery because people will come back and take him off the board by killing them beforehand, ruining all of time. And I think we're, with this weird little eight issue series for all the Rip Hunter and Booster Gold fans out there. This might be the series where you finally find out who Rip Hunter mother Rip Hunter's mother is. I say it's a YouTuber, Eric. I, I'm looking at it. Tigger <laughs> or so, cat? Uh, with everyone who got booster, I guess cat. You end up where at the point where she's getting a selfie, you look and it's not really detailed art, but you have Rip there looking like, ah, oh, there they are. There's my mom and dad. My two moms. Uh, kill me now. Uh, but yeah, you end up where I thought too that. Ted was getting a little too close to that girl, the T girl. I thought, oh, you better watch yourself. But well, you got a problem with groupies? I, yeah, I, and, and groping. I don't know, Eric. But you end up where the the fight itself was fine. You know what I mean? But you you are waiting for that idea where what am I doing, Ted? Oh my God, you're my best friend, and that never does happen. So maybe that plays out a little better like that. The weird thing is, is as they're in this. Water. I thought it was lava at points because of it the really does look like half lava the time it's orange. on fire at one point when you look at it. So I expect this to be the battle between Obi Wan and Anakin for how orange this is. What is going on as they step in? I'm like, and even when you end up having at one point, Ted puts his foot in and goes, ah! I thought, oh my god, get off the lava! It's like we're little kids between beds. Just, just look at Terry's hair here and look at Rip Hunter's hair. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it's Terry. I, I really do. And this is the big revelation of this series, and for a lot of people, not you know, not the majority of people, because a lot of people who are just casual fans and pick up different things aren't Booster Gold fans or Rip Hunter fans, but for a lot of people, this is going to be a huge revelation if it is the case. I thought it was kind of a, a cool, clever thing at first, and then they kind of do go and explain the idea because terry figures out that rip is boosters you know that booster is rip's dad where you end up having where hey why do you care so much more about but like why is booster always your deal and i yeah. thought that was just gonna be there's the wink wink if you want to know why go check it but they comes full out and says and shows such a weird idea because i'm trying to think back to that 2000 i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that like booster knew that rip was his son but i don't know anymore because I think things have changed, maybe. Yeah, maybe in the eighth issue, we'll find, like, she'll actually be in the background looking into things and then realizes, oh, my God, like, I, I'm i his mother, you know, and that's kind of like cool. she steals, like, a straw from him and takes, the, like, you know, a DNA test from something. I, I don't know. It's just the idea that she ends up oh looking into some things and whatnot and realizes maybe she starts, you know, having more and more feelings for Booster, realizes the deal, then has sex with Booster and then Rip comes out of the thing and says, by the way, you're not my mother. Oh, man, I had sex with Booster. What sort of diseases do I have now, Eric? You know what I'm saying. Also, did you think that on during this fight when they're like, oh, my God, there's cameras here. It's being televised. I thought somehow this was going to be galaxy wide and you were going to even have people on Earth watching. I thought, oh, that would it. But it's not. It's just the point. No. And you have the standard. You know, you even have like a running man type deal where my money's on the guy in the hood. Everybody's trying to 
get it's their funny seeing this in. too when Ted is you know Booster are fighting and their like costumes are getting torn off. I kind of want to see a new look for Blue Beetle Ted Cord just because I'm like this is the classic look that he's always had, but. I kind of want to see him with almost like a new 52, or not new 52, but a rebirth Wally West look where his hair sticking out because it kind of looks cool I, like I'm that. I'm telling you, here's the other thing. As they're fighting, his sleeve gets ripped. I like the pseudo tank top hair out the top. Looks awesome. I'm like, you look cool, dude. Like, go for it. And yeah, at the end, actually, when I was reading it, I'm like, Look at that hair on the top when he's doing now again that that page. Well, you don't talk about with panel. Wally where his red hair is like coming out the top like it wasn't a full flash cow like we normally have like that rebirth look at his. I'm like, I think maybe Ted could pull that. How look about off this look? Beetle. Yeah, I think so. And he, he has that. He has the hair coming out. Looks like a beetle's haircut a bit. He has the one like the left sleeve off. Just bear with me. The left sleeve's ripped off, but you keep the right one, and then the opposite for the legs. Holy moly, Eric, it'd be awesome. <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, What's the tactical advantage for that? I just want – there is none. It's just okay. the looks. He just wants to look cool. They're going to be like, what is he all about, this guy? And, you know, you get interest going. Booster there with just the star on his chest, bare-chested. He looks kind of cool, too, but when you do that, you kind of look weird with, the, like, the cowl on and the, the face mask then. Uh, but they do look like they'd be a really cool tag team at this point with all the – the hair exposed and stuff like you like all the greasy stuff going uh but by the end you end up having jaime reyes show up and i know that that has to get you a bit excited though then he gets attacked well that's the thing is you get this whole thing done jaime reyes has showed up because he hasn't talked to ted or booster in a while i wanted to see how their new company's going but as soon as he's looking down all freaking you know dark night about it from the rooftops looking down on them he's then attacked by weird tentacles out of nowhere that shock him and pull him away i'm like well, all right. Well, now we got to go, you know, save Jaime's ass, even though he has one of the most powerful, like, weapons in the universe. But again, they ended up, like, maybe getting him, you know, by surprise. I don't know. I'd be surprised that Doc Ock attacked me in the DC book as well, but that's no, me. Weird like I that, ended right? up where I did want to go back and look at the others who were in line and see if there was. I don't remember us saying, like, oh, and Doc Ock's there. No, I don't remember that either. We'll have to see. This what seems like all something else is. entirely. Yeah. And so that's. Which is weird for the last two issues. Well, you have the, la- the next issue has Blue Beetle, Jaime. Reyes on the cover and I, I did think of something we had always said that we wish that DC had the you know recap page like Marvel yeah. does another thing Marvel does is they put the next issues cover the main cover at the end so you can see oh man that looks cool I know that covers don't always mean something or whatever but it is cool sometimes and this would have been cool because the next cover does have Jaime and we'd see it be like oh man that's awesome let's go I, I kind of wish they did that, but they don't. Now, what is your score here? The thing is, Blue and Gold is not going to be any kind of defining comic for anybody for the most part. Ted Cord and Booster Gold aren't everybody's favorite character. It'd be weird, I think, if, it, if they were your favorite character, but I'm sure they do exist. This is a fine series exploring that. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I am more excited about finding out who Rip Hunter's mother is, which has been a long time standing you know, mystery in the DC Comics universe. I look forward to that, and this is just... It's doing enough to keep me happy, but it's not doing anything um, uh, too much to blow me away. I like the art. The story's fine, but I'll give it a straight 7 out of 10. I'm giving it a 7-5. I-, I like this. I like the fight. I like that they hint the idea of, oh, man, come on, break out of it, Booster. Oh, no, it's that only happens in comics and stuff. Yeah. That kind of a little on the nose, but it was what we kind of, I think everybody thought, that that's how it was going to be resolved. Yet, the, media the resolution of... Hey, I went back in time to that day, we turned this, we changed that. Even at the point where they look and they kind of seem to say that they're, oh, let's look at our globe. That was a dupe, which I didn't know that you needed to even have that. That nature of doing that really kind of, like, I like the book, but that really threw me. It might have been a 7-5 if it was just where to go back a day beforehand and said dibs. Yeah, I could have even, and then, like I said, then you end up even having the, 
phony, you know, star maps thing that they're. But oh, then you no, change time and stuff like that, so this would never have happened anyway if they did that. I understand you've got to keep what's happening solid because you can't change what's currently happening. That's the problem, is what you do there. So okay, that that was okay, but I could have been an eight actually with the fight and things going down and the stuff, you know, with Rip, but the ending. You know, but you end up four. having it resolution a little deal. So I'm seven five. So we're gonna move on to the next one, which is Deathstroke Inc. Number six, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Paolo Pantalina, Ramallo Fajardo Jr., and Steve Wands. And we're gonna find out why Deathstroke is making Deathstroke Inc. and why he has kind of taken over. Not only that, Jim, we finally actually get a Deathstroke Inc. in the sixth issue of the series, Deathstroke Inc. And it's funny, I, I don't know that you need to brand that building that kind of puts a target on you, but hey, that, that's you. Do your, well, this is do the your thing deal, is, This is the place to do it because this is a country that's just full of villains. That's the entire purpose of it. Why he took over is basically he tried to be a hero. We, we know this. This is almost the progression that we've gone through with him since the New 52 and especially Rebirth stuff deal, where... He well, did try to be a good run. guy, right? And he ends up where he tried and it didn't really stick. And now he's just like, ah, screw it. I tried it for my family, but I, I might as well be a bad guy. Plus, I'm going to be a bad guy who does good things. It's going to be this infinite frontier kind of thing of we got to stop the real big bads who always fudge things up. We'll be there to make sure that they don't do that. But in the meantime, I'll have the society and we'll take care of things. And he tries to get Black Canary on board with him. By saying, I kind of do like that idea with Libra, uh, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. You want to join me? And she just basically, you know, goes and jumps off a cliff. I mean, really just does that. And I mean, she has to fight her way out. And Destro calls off all the, you know, goons secret and all the bad guys members. in the secret society there. And so you have all this going down. And I do think, I mean, you talked before now, I, I do like this issue. I just thought that the art at points, you really need it to be more better i guess to for it's some of these villains outlandish howard porter style i'm not a fan of howard porter style to begin with it's okay it's it's serviceable for the most part for me this is more exaggerated to the point where characters are very jagged and pointy where i'm like you have a character like black adam show up and you're, you're supposed to be like oh my god or yeah, even like you should be wild moments the ultra humanite is there for a panel I can barely tell that's who these characters that's are the based problem. off of their faces. A wow moment isn't a wow moment if you have to step back and say, who is that? Oh, that's like, that. You know? This like this uh, Deathstroke that we have in here almost looks like Ron Perlman becoming the Beauty of the Beast character from that 80s TV show. He almost looks like he's transforming into a cat for how his facial proportions are. Yeah, it, it is. And the big thing is that idea where – I'm telling you. I didn't know that shrapnel could be that jagged. I mean, even and that. Even but though was... the progression of the art there, like we have the Secret Society members going after Dinah. She is fighting them off and she's trying to run for her life because, you know, she's having problems fighting them all off. Shrapnel impales her through the shoulder with one of his, you know, shrapnel. You have a jagged piece that goes through her shoulder that then disappears completely. No blood, no hole, no shrapnel, no nothing. And. I mean, at one point, she's fighting the body doubles. I think she's fighting herself at one point. <laughs> like, everything is, and then there's Skeletor, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's Dr. Destiny. It it's looks a total exactly Skeletor. like Skeletor. And so the wow moments here. a problem for here, a long time. Yeah, really, I know. The, the, the problem, though, like we said, there are going to be some wow moments of villains. Like, we're going to get together to fight against these guys. And you have, like, a list that is really cool. But when you see it, you have to step back What's and like, Prometheus who doing? is that? <laughs> Everybody's just running around. Though even the idea that they have Hero 
going up against her feels weird. Like, the Toy Master, he looks jacked as shit. He's aged about 15 years, and I have no idea why he would go and try to fight Dinah. I know he wants to play with his toys and have some money because, you know, Hero is like a wild card. He wants to be a good guy, but if you give him enough stuff, he'll bend his own little personal rules here and there. But the idea that he's actually going to get up and get his hands dirty and try to fight Black Canary is fucking weird. He did say that he was in with Libra all the time, but now she's yeah. gone, so I don't know why he, to he make would stuff. continue, but he doesn't want Deathstroke to kill him, I guess, but you know he's just going to stay where the money he is. Did, he did just watch Destro come in, blow out Calculator's brains, and shoot yeah. Libra in the chest. So maybe he like yeah, maybe he's just like that. Plus, this. you end up having Destro pretty much yell out, "Listen, I have all their money. I'm going to continue the shit with that." So he's like, "All right, I'll keep with the toys." But you go out. One of my favorite parts of this is as Dinah does just like, "Oh well, I'm going." It's almost you know the fugitive. Hey, it wasn't me. I don't care. All right, just jump back into and go into the ocean here. But you end up where the monocle's like, what is going on here? How dare you? And ends up, Deathstroke doesn't even look at him. He shoots him right in the head. I'm like, holy crap, you better go with Deathstroke. Before, like, it felt like, you know, like, there's some silliness, obviously, in yeah. a lot of the books where Deathstroke's a knight fucking riding a unicorn yeah, doing yeah. different goofy shit. But for the most part, with the stuff that I was introducing, it feels like a big deal with what it's doing in the rest of the DC universe. But at times, though... When you have these lulls, like this whole idea of King Deathstroke feels weird to me. But then you have the moments of this book that feel like it's a Tom Taylor book because we're killing off fucking oh, everybody. Just killing off Calculator everybody, right? Libra, the new Libra, were killed in the last issue. All of a sudden, he just puts a gun to Monaco's head, blows him away. I'm like, we're just killing people now. That's all we're doing, especially when Black Canary, like, I want to think that's a ghost that got back to the Hall of Justice somewhere. <laughs> she just dies off a cliff into the ocean, like, you know, and jagged rocks. I'm like, look at underneath. It doesn't even back? look like she could get a clear track to there and then ends up getting back there. Holy crap. And she ends up. She's got some torn fishnets. The fishnets are torn. That's it. She had to use those to catch fish, I guess. But she ends up coming in like, oh, my God, we got a big problem. And, and again, that art it's so like out of proportion like when she comes in i'm like holy moly but i do like you know the justice league like crap you know what's going on oh my and we did Ali see where he did, she didn't tell him what he was doing this whole time and oracle had to just tell him because she's been off of comms for a day yeah and she's worried about her so she has to you know give up the goods and says listen she was under deal with that why didn't she tell me oh my god well you were doing that checkmate stuff and all and, oh yeah you kind of got me there but they end up going and Dinah shows up and says we gotta go We gotta go get Deathstroke This is the secret Let's go get him And they do bust into this castle Nobody's there We're at the Hall of Justice And let's just imagine for this weird thing Where you don't have a JLD Or anything along those lines It's just a Justice League Under the helm of the Hall of Justice here But just imagine this Justice League That we get here If this was the case for just who it was Where you have the leader Green Arrow You have Black Adam Detective Chimp Flash Wonder Woman Zatanna And Hawkgirl and Naomi Mike this is a weird and possibly could be an interesting team if it was just Justice League. Yeah, and again, who's going to end up dying and whatnot uh, coming up that you might not need the younger heroes because this is it is a pretty cool deal as they go. And they, they end up even with the JLD and you end up having, you know, Satana checking things out with her deal. You have Detective Chimp. Eric, he is a, a chimp, right? I, yes, I he know is. that he is a chimp, right? But yeah, you end up with Detective Chimp on the scene. He doesn't do shit. You know, no. he's just like he's there with magazine. He's detecting, right? Yeah. He's just detecting. He's not sure doing anything. This shit. I love the idea. It's a bigger picture than this. There, Detective Chimp, world's greatest primate detective. They just like walk away. They let the chimp do what the chimp does. But yeah, you end up where you know Flash goes and checks everything. They come back and 
they want to figure out Secret Society is going on. man. Everything in this whole Libra Trust castle is gone and doesn't look like anybody's been there. The only evidence that is left of anything ever happening in this castle, the Dinosaur is the head of all the possible evil in the world right now, is the painting of her mother and the thing that got her there. But now her face has been, her mother's face has been painted over with a Deathstroke mask. Yeah, and it, it almost is like a, you know, a screw you. You didn't get involved, we'll go. And I, I do like that. And I do like that he got out. But that's where you end up having this deal in Zandia, where they are gathering. You the have this big tower. The world. I'm super villain nation of the world. And it does look like he's repurposed one of those mecha Batman buildings from Detective Comics with James sure Tyne in there, doesn't it? I think it's just that building in Chicago that they did a lot of stuff in the Batman you know, the series. the Deathstroke deal on the side, which is cool how it kind of has that dividing line between as well for the building. And they're all gathering up. And this is where I said really where I had problems with this, where I'm like, okay, let's go. What's going on? We have all these villains. And like, we're going to be the ones that stop the big beds, the ones that end up really screwing things up. And you go no down the Legion list. Dooms. Yeah, and you go down like, oh, there's Lex. There's Lisa Lobot, Bendix. But as you go, I'm like, okay, we got maybe some sort of magician there. Like some of these, an ultra humanite, they were things that I we had to sit make back. sure that the big beds were always about world domination and nonsense who constantly put the world in danger. We got to make sure that they are shut down immediately by something like a Destro gang. So a Bendix, Lex Luthor, a Taya Ghoul, a Rachel Ghoul, a, a Vandal Savage, and an Ultra Humanite. We have to be a force against them. Yeah, the we're going to be against them. Enough. And you know what? We'll make a little money in the process. I didn't like the Vandal Savage or the Ultra Humanite especially. But again, when you see this, this should be something that it clicks right away. Oh, my God. Look at that. The, the rogues gallery there well, and i'm like what's a human it looks that? like we last saw him previously when he had to like i don't even remember if it was an else whatever book it was but where he had his mind in a solomon grundy body and so it's a weird and even then it's like you're not really showing the brain as much yeah it might be from an ultra humanite for the and most it part takes you like whatever i just didn't like the vandal savage swapper the vandal savage looks weird there to me uh and even with some of the villains that you have gathered he kind of looks like a woman in disguise as vandal savage i just think he looks like he's like gonna be like going out with you know the Three Musketeers or something going you around. Said, like, I think of the whole thing when we had, you know, the the crazy video of Aerosmith where like Liv Tyler and uh and uh, I can't remember the Alicia other one. Silverstone. Thing, Alicia Silverstone, but the idea where you dress up like in men's clothes to go into the strip club that's and stuff what you like think that. It and is, this whole that... role play situation. I'm like, that's what he looks You're like. Canceled. <laughs> is that yeah. a problem? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But you end up where everybody's like Malish with the big deal of, you know, King Destro. Good, let us begin. And then I get excited by the end because you do end up having two people watching this and it is Rose and Respawn and like, okay, he needs Big things his going family. on with them and freaking Robin this, year, this week as well. And so with that whole idea of Deathstroke mentioning So maybe read Robin this, first before this issue. Maybe. Well, you end up where Deathstroke's even saying like, listen, I should have realized back in the day when Grant ended up having, that's when I should have just said, hey, I'm not a hero. It's never going to work. I'm started. Yeah. So he says, why, why so fight Slade it anymore? went off and was just doing Slade Wilson mercenary Deathstroke stuff. Grant was all pissed off the world. I'm like, even the idea where you had Grant Wilson and the new Teen Titans when it was first, you know, started by Water Wolfman and George Perez, when you had that going on, Grant was just a piece of shit asshole. His girlfriend was breaking up with him and then the Titans showed up and did some shit. He was pissed off i'm gonna go to hive i'm gonna get some powers and then he dies and then like deathstrokes are like you pieces of shit you killed my son who was a piece of shit you for no jerk. reason you should have stopped like, him that whole thing that like people put that whole new teen titans run up on a pedestal when it was a, a product of its time obviously but the whole uh, like you know motivation behind grant wilson 
with some of the most forced nonsense ever. But he does say in this, and he's like, that stuff with the Teen Titans, he does reference that up. Yeah. And I might as well just go ahead. And, and I like the idea. A lot of times these things play out as, you know, I Harley's kind of doing it in, the, in a certain way. The idea, I tried to be a hero. But nobody would accept that. I like this more because it's more of a personal thing. It's Deathstroke himself. He's not saying, I tried to be a hero and Batman keeps punching me. He says, it's not working for me. I've been trying this. I tried it for my family. It's not I working. I tried it for trust. I'm, yeah, and he says, I'm going to just go back. I like that it's not anything but him deciding. And it's more family stuff like that. And then to have Rose he and feels... Respawn at the end, I like the idea that, you know, hey. Well, even they think going. that he, like, Rose, though, like, you know, he goes crazy sometimes and needs family to bring him back from the edge. Because this whole idea of where we start out with this whole series with, you know, Dinah and him working together for this organization to last issue out of nowhere where he's like, yes, and this is my throne and I am King Deathstroke and you are my court. Like, that felt weird and out of nowhere. And we're continuing on. We're finally calling the book Deathstroke Inc. And we're doing what, you know, Weber said that she wanted to do. But this whole king, like, and we've been playing the night motif throughout this for Deathstroke as well for some reason, but this whole king Deathstroke idea feels fucking weird to me. I like it. I actually think that he's just like, screw it. I'm going big now. I do like that he uses the word numbskulls to explain to society. He's like, I'm going to have to train these numbskulls. They're really bad. They need somebody to do this. And yeah, he will. Because again, it is that infinite frontier idea where we That's had you, it everywhere where it's the, I know all these guys and you end up where you lion mane, you know, you end up where they're trying to stop. Yeah. He, he uh. is in there at one point while they're walking around they're, they're all there. I mean, who is it? But you end up where he's doing what you even saw some of the multiversal worlds, you know, all this stuff of we have to stop these jerks from oh, really is. screwing things up. So let's. You know, so you be jackal as, as well. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fun. the hyena, not yeah, the jackal. Yeah, hyenas there. You have, you have a lot of characters in this. But again, some of these are like, is that the bug eyed bandit? Is, is that Angle Man? Uh, you know, all these, they're not gonna get really. Some Firestorm villains, some Hulk Man villains. It's going to be crazy. There are some crazy characters, and they are not. Some of them is are the I mean, I did, maybe. I, I'm t- you don't have to train all of these. Some of these are pretty bad, but some of them are kind of really lower tier deal but he's gonna use this i kind of like him almost saying the idea listen i tried to be good so the hell with it i'm gonna be bad and screw it i'm king deathstroke let's go baby it just seems weird and over the top i think that it's supposed to like be. he's playing he's doing cosplay while trying to save the world yeah i just think that he's kind of making he's this be known i think that he wants to magic missile now, if he does that, then I'll agree with you. I like that he's going big. He's like, fuck it. I'm not going to screw around anymore. And it, it's supposed to be this big wow moment. Like I said, the art threw me off at bits only because there should have been these wow moments that ended up not being as wow because you have to sit there and figure out what's going on. But the end, I really did like. So I, I'm actually pretty positive with this. I'm an eight out of 10 for this. I'm looking forward to this. And this sets up things for the Shadow War as well or whatever they're calling that with the shadow uh, yeah. yeah with batman and robin and this so i think that these are coming together as well to be something where i'm looking forward to that uh, this is fine for me just because we're finally having a deathstroke ink in a book called deathstroke ink after half a year so I, i'm fine with that the idea of king deathstroke throws me off what we're doing overall seems really cool it's just a weird way to get there with all this you know build up with trust libra all these things that seem like they're amazingly epic things in the dc universe just to throw that aside for King Deathstroke and his boys, 
I like that idea though because I really look forward to the Shadow War with all things going on in Batman and the Robin and what's going on with Zandia here with Deathstroke Inc. The art though is a problem. Yeah, for it me. is. It is a problem. It's fine. It's serviceable. It just it's uh, an exaggerated Howard Porter style to me, and I'm not already a fan to begin with. So because of these elements, so weird Deathstroke in this and the art. Giving this a seven out of ten. Yeah, I think that you have to end up with the idea. I still like it though. Yeah. Batman has it has to be big for Batman. Like also, he's like Batman Inc. Just come on, dude. Like come up with something else when he shows up. But I think it has to be this big for Batman. Like okay, I gotta figure things out and and get this down and and whatnot. So I just imagine that I thought that we have Deathstroke Inc. Batman Inc. Everybody's doing those things. Luther's trying to get in on this buying Deathstroke. I mean, uh, Batman Inc. Up. It's not gonna work for him. So. He's just going to end up going to Gotham, get the party crashes because they already have the suits for it. Luther yeah, maybe. Yeah, he has that. Just do Lutherink. I don't think the Batman Inc.'s working out for him. I mean, they're trying to kill him now. But we're going to go to the last book of the Thank God It's Friday podcast. What is it, Eric? Task Force Z or Task Force Z for a lot of people. Number five, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Matt Santarelli, Jack Herbert, Adriana Lucas, and Rob Lee. And in this issue... I realized that I had no idea what was going on at the end of the previous issue because where we had our Task Force Z go to this other laboratory who seems to be the actual place that's making the like the Lazarus resin. And for the cliffhanger of the previous issue, we saw this, what I thought was another Task Force Z because what we had with the reveal of the Two-Face being behind you know, Jason Todd's organization here at the Chop Shop, I thought it was going to be a thing where we had two organizations that were exactly the same Almost playing off each other because Two Face was the leader because you had them doing what felt yeah, like you exactly the, the same thing. thing. But when we had the ending where you had this other Task Force Z, because I don't know for some reason a lot of these characters looked like they were zombies to me, not including Solomon Grundy who's already a zombie. But what you have in this is a Task Force X led by the KG Beast who are not zombies, but they're actually not even here for the other like you know this laboratory or Jason Todd's you know Chop Shop organization. They're Amanda Waller, and they're coming in as an outside force to take everything down. I'm like, that did not feel like what we dealt with at the end of the previous issue. This information now, and it lets me know that I was completely wrong, but that felt like a weird addition, like for where we left things off or how you presented it previously. Yeah, I agree. And when we came into this, I had to remember, okay, what was going on last issue? And remembering you saying, and we were talking, and I said, it'd be weird to have the Two-Face stuff. Being Two-Face again because of that bullet and the things that they kind of got back. But it made more sense what you were saying, that maybe things were getting a little wonky with him and you had this play against each other at Two-Face kind of Like he wanted to blame that bullet for all his troubles, but it wasn't all along. Yeah, and the idea where maybe even you could play that he doesn't even realize at this point, you know, the way that it's coming back. I really wanted that. Like I'm telling you, the idea of Harvey Dent having this whole chop shop, this organization that was working for the government to do all this stuff, and while the other persona of Two-Face is doing the exact same thing and neither know what either are doing and I, I wanted that to be what was happening so bad especially with the clones this is a max series right so when you go and they throw info at you here and i even sent you a message while i was reading like there's some things that you're finding out here that you know are kind of big or whatnot but they they feel like they're just thrown at you to just get them out of the way but they should be bigger plus they kind of go against something it's a weird issue where I felt like I was just not getting everything as I was going, especially, like you said, the confusing bit of last issue into this, where maybe it was just me and you kind of coming up with some theories and stuff like that. But going and having these two teams and then all hell breaking loose, I found myself like, okay, what is really going on here and what's happening? Uh, but as they go forward, you do, and I, I'll, I'll spare you the music, but you do have, you have a chimp playing chess there. And I thought the idea, yes, we, never yes, even, we never even set this up or anything, but I'm like, 
We did have a lot of mentions. People like put monkeys in books. I'm digging it. And so you end up with that where, you know, Arby's losing his mind. Uh, You end up having Wallabit, like all these things going down. But really, you just have this big, giant fight. It gets a little convoluted and confusing because of everything thrown at you. Well, that's the thing is you have a lot of stuff that's harking back to the end of Snyder's run on Batman during Super Heavy with Mr. Bloom and Jerry Powers. The person that is doing all the research on the Lazarus resin, which, you know, as we've seen in Suicide Squad, Amanda Waller wants to control that. She's in charge of, like, the chop shop with Two-Face, apparently. She's shutting that down. Is going to take full control with her Suicide Squad, which KG Beast is leading. It's working to a degree with what's going on in Suicide Squad, but it's not exactly working because it's completely different. Like, right now, Amanda Waller, she says it in this. She plans on leaving. She's going to Earth 3. We know this from Future State. We know that from the main Suicide Squad run. But she's also a fugitive from the government and Argus and all these things. How does she have a completely new suicide squad that's out there doing this in control of all of this stuff? It doesn't feel right. So you have all this going on where Dr. Jerry Powers, though, is the person doing this. She is putting out the lab and like research out there with Dr. Shelley. And for some reason, they had Dr. Uh, Mr. Bloom in captivity since Super Heavy brought him back to life. But the thing is, as we were assuming because of how we've been dealing with it since Super Heavy, this is that Mr. Bloom. It's not the Daryl who was the original Mr. Bloom or the one who continued on after them. This is the super heavy Mr. Bloom, which is crazy to me, but it's also kind of cool because I didn't really like the character. I'm looking no, for a kind didn't. of a weird redemption. He's almost just like a weird flower-faced slender man, and I want him to be more than that. And it looks like you might get that here. But maybe he has a whole thing going off on the side to get back to Jerry Powers, where he is the one in control of all of this and has been setting all this stuff up in the background and even brings the head of Man Bat thinking, hey, this is Dr. Kurt Langstrom. I call him Carl because I don't care about people's names, but you bring him back to life, even though he's just a head, he can be your head of the, like the laboratory and I can work with him. You know, the whole idea, like he is setting up shop and putting himself in a prominent power position. And it's just such a weird idea though, because of where we are in this, because we have a lot of concepts that I want to see explored that we've already set up, but every issue we come up with, it seems like we just put that aside, introduce new elements and keep on running. I'm like, you are exhausting me right now because I want to love this book and I'm still enjoying it. But give me a break. Come on. The Lazarus resin is degrading. It's not working right. They have to figure exactly. this out. That's what Bloom's in is. I can continue the research. Well, that's the thing is with the, the, the research. I mean, again, Jerry Powers and what she's doing with the Lazarus resin. I feel like they have the more pure samples. But with Dr. Shelley was the head that Mr. Bloom killed. He has the original notes. He can continue on and do all this stuff. But the stuff that Two-Face has with Dr. Shelley's clones, that seems to be they're running out of their the product and they're actually diluting what they have and it's not working as well as it was. So I don't even know if it's the same thing that uh, Jerry Powers has because of how they're using it differently. And you do look like you see that they were cloning Bane when they end up bringing him back. So that uh, think that's my, what it is? Yeah, because they said you rebuilt memories. You built his memories. They didn't say rebuild even. They said, but it worked, right? You built his memories before. I just from you like can do it body. again. Now, I think that this is a clone and they keep putting them back together. The idea that you have to build somebody's memories. Well, when you have to like ladle their brains back in with like a yeah, soup Yeah, I'm spoon. telling you though, that. but the idea, and he says, of course we did. Uh, Jason messed him up this time. And he says, did you manage to bring him back or not? And I think that this is where this is some sort of dead body clone that they end up giving the memories of. I think that that was. I just want to know why he's larger than life. He looks like King Kong in this vat. I have no idea. Just the idea, like I said, if you said, but it worked right. You built his memories before. You can do it again. To me, it would be like, did you rebuild his memories? Did you? Okay, so you're saying this. 
I, I don't know if they're cloning or anything like this, but this might be the situation where this book is finally feeling like it's going to tie into what the Joker's currently doing. But this might be a clone of Bane and they are reanimating. But the idea that the original clone that they've had, they have built his memories to think that he is Bane. So maybe that's I just don't think that's they're cloning think. Bane's out. No, no, but I think that they are having they have this a clone where Bane that they already have a clone. Yes, that they're reanimating. They've been doing this all along. Because it fits in with what I want. Each continuity. time he dies, you have to kind of build his memories in again and try to see. But it's it's not working as well. That just leads well, the to the resin is just deteriorating. And that's having problems. So that to me is the out at the end of the uh, they're done. We might find out that all these things are, you know, wonky things at the end. Look, they better do something though, because we have characters like Clever and the Suicide Squad who need to be brought back to life. Yeah, no. We have a Deadshot. lot of characters like Man Bat, Deadshot, and things like that who I want to see brought back to life when it's all said and done because if we're already at a point where the Lazarus Resin is not going to work and this is a dead end, I know. these characters are fucked. They're done. They're done. And and I'd hate to have, you know, Calebra in the sword. That that book is canceled. It's, it's going to go away. But I want Calebra to have a, a way to keep going because we really do like that character, though. I, I don't know that that character sticks, but we'll see. But Now we just got to get the Court of Owls Electrum to freaking start doing exactly, that with everybody. Yeah. Well, I wonder if she becomes a talent. Holy crap. And you end up where... You also have, talent. again, we just talked to, I know, the other, she's like the, the new butcher. Remember how big yeah. that dude was? This is like Bane in an owl mask. Uh, yeah, really. And Solomon Grundy's here. Well, we just saw the idea that he might still be the body of Ultra Human. Things don't always that connect, doesn't matter. though, but yeah. it doesn't. But it just because of us going back, be back here. Um, but yeah, I hope that. We say that, though. He should still be hanging out in the sewer and Harley Quinn as well, Solomon yeah, Grundy. Yeah, it's all over the place, this guy. So. The big thing, though, is working for Amanda Waller, who's a fugitive herself. I think that all these things getting thrown at you, I think that you said it right. This book does get exhausting while you're trying to figure out things. I do still like and and really. And seeing where it fits within the timeline of what we're currently dealing with in the DC universe as a whole. What I think, though, is what you're going to end up having here that I think you even alluded to as well is the idea. Now it's crazy. We have to root for Mr. Bloom. And Jerry Powers to get this Lazarus resin right Please. because of some of these characters that we want. Remember, if they end up taking enough of it, they come back. It was never exactly. really exciting. It's kind of goofy, but that's the purpose. So I think that's what the initial press release was for the idea of like, you know, they've said the it a suicide, couple times. For the Suicide Squad, you, you, you know, work years off your sentence by participating in these suicide missions. With this, you do the same thing with dead bodies. And if you do enough, you can be brought back to life. Fully. I kind of would have liked this idea that this would have been set up in a different way. We end up having, you know, a day give people dead. I would have liked them to have just a classic Suicide Squad team. I'm telling you, like Harley, Deadshot, and them. And they just like, hey, we have a meeting. And they go down and Amanda Waller just pops bullets in each of their brains, like a shocking moment. But then they bring them back and we go with that. Like she's Deathstroke and Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, because of the idea of playing off of. Oh, Harley in the Suicide Squad. She'll never die because it's Harley whatever. It would have been a fun little start. It's almost a cop-out, though. It's why I hate Lazarus Wrestling because now we just have this, you know, well, they just thing that just takes all the right? stakes off of anything at that point. And so you end up, well, it, it takes the stakes off a bit. I mean, who ordered the stake, Eric? But <laughs> it takes the stakes off a bit for Floyd as well, Deadshot, because they end up getting captured. As you have Bloom. Finagle his way to get everybody's powers, right? And everybody's going down. And then Mr. Bloom. Except for Jason and Floyd Lawton. Mr. Bloom says basically everybody's dead except me who can work on this Lazarus resin. And then the idea of like, 
don't you have anybody else? Well, yeah, I have Man Bat's head here. I'm like, oh, well, I guess he might be and doing some wacky stuff here. it's such a weird idea because I feel like Mr. Bloom is maybe overplaying his hand a little bit because, yes, while Dr. Kirk Langstrom has created a Man Bat serum, I don't know if he has the expertise to, like, perfect your Lazarus immortality resin. Again, are they going to clone him now? Are they going to bring him back? Because the idea they're playing well, it's just up... A, is he gonna, it's going to be a severed head that's sitting there telling you what know, to do? I don't know, because they're playing up this idea... Right before that, they're playing up the idea of we were talking and laughing about it on the Patreon spot. It's like almost dead on of if you're a clone of somebody who had a Ph.D., do you have a Ph.D. where we were talking about the, the stuff with time travel and changing timelines and well, stuff like you, that. If you look at freaking, you know, uh, Rhea Singh, the White Witch, that clone remembers everything from her life and being, you know, every version of herself. But there is that like. Back and forth of this, well, I didn't bring my resume, and hey, Dr. Shelley, is she really this, that, and the other thing? And then you just have the head of Mambat, and we'll wonder to see what Kirk does. But when you end up having Deadshot and Jason Todd being the only ones left with KG Beast there, and he's strung up, and Amanda Waller wants to take up, care like of him. strung up like Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon 1 getting the zaps going on, but instead you have a KG Beast with a gun arm. I mean, you have to think, and they are kind of tied down at the bottom too, but I, I actually thought that at one point we were going to get the strangulation with the legs type deal, yeah. but you end up having <laughs> that shot really... It's just like a feels moment in a horrific way where to get out of these zombie bindings. Oh, uh, no, zombie, zombie dead, dead shot. shot. He rips off his hands. Like, this is how he gets away by ripping his hands off because they're tied up and, and then runs towards and jumps in front of. Takes the shot for Jason. This doesn't really do much. I think that KG Beast can reload dead shot, but. But now. Deadshot has what he wants as well and is back to being yeah, dead. And he does. Now, is that the deal where from here on out, we, we're going to have, you know, the six issues and we'll go to the six. Is this where Jason now has to, I got to perfect the Lazarus resin and get that deal because I need to bring back this hero. Deadshot, maybe, but. Is that the thing, though? Because don't you I just, don't know. You know Maybe honor his wishes because wasn't it last issue? He was like, what makes you think that I wanted to come well, back to this At bullshit? This, he just ends up like, I'm a damn zombie. I made my like, arms off, jumped in front of a boy, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's such a hero. He saved Jason. No, he just wanted to die. At least in this, though, I really thought that they're going to be like, listen there, zombie deadshot. We have your daughter. Like, just go back to the basics. Oh and I'm like, really? And then all of a sudden we Cobra find out. and us have teamed up and we have Zoe. <laughs> and she, Zoe's a zombie now. Right? He didn't even know it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so. She's a snake zombie. Naha, naha. So you end up having KGBs, like, you know, going back. And it's weird, too, where you end up, Amanda Waller's like, Jason, this, Jason. And then Katie, oh, so your name is Jason, huh? Well, by the way, I read your file. I'm like, you would have. It seems like the Jason part ended up being a surprise to him, though he says he read his file and knows everything else. But you end up where KG Beast is going to kill Jason. What is that thing, though? Your name is Jason. A scary name for a yeah, scary boy. I think it's boy. just like, Jason. It's really? Voorhees. I think that he, he likes the Voorhees. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, I don't think of that name as really scary besides that. I don't know. Uh, you end up. My buddy, my best friend's name is Jason. Every time I see him, I scream in his face. I'm terrified. Exactly. See, my uncle had a dog named Jason. Very nice dog. I wish it was like Cujo or something, but no, it was very nice. A German Shepherd. Very, very cool. And when we visit my uncle, I, I just spent the whole time playing with the dog. It was a very nice dog. Uh, but you end up in a little feel good story. <laughs> I actually miss Jason now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and it was funny, too, because they kind of got upset. Well, I'll tell you a real weird name for a dog in a minute, but that my uncle and aunt and, and cousins would get upset because when I would show up, Jason did recognize me and, and, you know, run over and they're like, he likes you more than us. They were jerks. But my next door neighbor growing up, 
He had a daughter named Amanda and then got a dog named Amanda. Very odd. Named the dog after his daughter while she was still just a kid. Very weird. But you end up where KGB stabs Jason, then he's going to take him out. But then we have a crazy team show up with the zombie, maybe, you know, steal with Bane. Zombie and Bane and possibly just an injured Mr. Freeze, but we don't know how bad he, looks he was like injured a zombie. previously. He has a head wound. I'll give you that. I don't know what that means. He, he is in the tower right now, if, if this is in the whole deal. He's and in the laboratory that they were, were, like, storming in the last issue. Yeah, I'm saying he's also in the – they've alluded that he's in the uh, the tower in Detective Comics as well in Arkham. So oh, no, I, I know the uh, – yeah. So I maybe, know what you meant by that, yeah. maybe, again, maybe these are all clones that we're seeing. Maybe they're getting I, again, dead just, bodies I and think cloning it's comics them and, doing comics. and putting memories into them and thinking they are those things so that at the end they could just get rid of them. What, and it well, what is that anything. situation? Because how we started out here is that in your mind we have a cloned Mr. Freeze who's out on the streets like you know stealing lazarus residents selling them to the highest bidder and then taken down by the chop shop t- uh, task yeah, force i don't eight. know i don't know how it ends up how they kind of go with the flow or how they get these things where I they think might it's comics up... where mr freeze happens to be here or there and it's just a I mean, little bit out he of looks time a with zombie the other. here that's weird he's got a head wound uh, yeah i'm telling you that looks full out look at the there's no lips around those teeth or anything that looks full out so I'm, we'll see you can what, really we'll don't have any detail plays. because of his chilled out helmet yeah we'll, we'll see how it plays out I, i'm looking at the detail right now it, just have it's to go pretty back horrific. and look how bad it was in the previous issue because i know when we had the task force Z go up against him there was that explosion stuff like that with the, the electrified crowbar and the freaking things with the like the again the I, I don't know that i wouldn't think it's kind of a cool idea where they end up getting dead bodies and then when they bring them back with the lazarus they also implant memories in them to think that there's these villains so they can kind of get more and more dispose of them i don't know maybe we'll find out maybe it's nothing uh, but it could just be, like you said, comics doing comics things, and we'll we'll find out. But uh, I'm telling you, he just looks weird uh, there as like it's supposed to. Maybe it's just supposed to look. And again, it is Task Force Z, so maybe he did die, and I didn't realize that was the situation. They did bring him back to be a part of this Task Force Z as well until they eventually bring him back, and he goes to Arkham Tower. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll all work out at the end. But at the end, I thought that there were some big the, things here. As we saw in the previous issue, Batman is still in Gotham because him and Jason were having his little heart-to-heart talk. So this is taking place before Batman yeah. leaves Gotham. Yeah, and so, yeah, you could have that. But I don't know how you go zombie into just whatever. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Pet cemetery, Again, they Jim. don't all have him. That is sometimes better, but you yeah. don't always have to have him jive like that anyway. So uh, what do you get this at the end? I like the art in this a lot. I just wish it would slow down and explain what it wants to do before adding new elements and just running roughshod throughout this whole thing because – I've been trying to come up with a way for a lot of this to work within the current continuity of DC Comics. I've been struggling. A lot of things won't fit. Like the Mr. Freeze thing. I can make that work, but most things won't. It's still a really interesting book. I just feel like I'm losing the plot with with each issue we get, but I'm still enjoying what it is because I feel like it will eventually get back on track. This issue was just a little down for me, so a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 7. I like. It's weird. I like the art, but sometimes it gets so busy because of all of these characters going but everything well, looks big great. ass fights going yeah, on yeah yeah big ass fights and i i do like the zombie Arkham in it. knight versus copperhead I mean, yeah because of the lazarus right you get a lot of that neon green throughout but it really does pop at points so i do like that and uh yeah i'm wondering what goes on with this because of the idea you have jerry powers here you have mr bloom they're working on the lazarus deal you do have that deal with you know Two-Face, he's kind of running this, but how much is he and whatnot? And Amanda Waller's skedaddling. Amanda Waller yeah, trying she's to shut skedaddling, him down. so she's going to be gone. She even says, hey, I just came into Gotham here with a few days to kill, and I'm going to clean up some mess before I skedaddle out. So she's going to be gone. So the second half of the book, 
uh, to me is going to change into, you know, something else. And I do think we're going to have this kind of rogue team with still Two-Face leading this to try to get this Lazarus resin perfected. And maybe, I, I don't know, with Mr. Bloom, he's not a character that me or you either love, but I kind of thought it was kind of neat with him going and he's going to be with Jerry Powers, which is kind of a cool deal to bring back. It's bringing back things, but it just kind of plops them there. And I, I'd like to have it a little better the way Just it's think explained. of Snyder's thing in Batman where we had, you know, the powers wane, like, you know, like thing going on, the like uh, the not the organization, I'm trying to think of the partnership, where then she's she's making new elements to it. We had the Batmanium. The Batmanium. And then a few years later of. down the line, it's like, well, I've moved past new elements. Now I'm basically getting resurrection pills. Yeah, she's like, well, you know, that whole deal of me building those really super hands-on colliders. CEO. Super colliders under every city and stuff. Nah, I think I'll go with this bringing back the dead pill. Oh, it is weird, but it, it does end up like, again, a lot of these books are going to go down to that. Like, Orm shows up. Hey, I hate the surface. Jerry Power shows up. Nothing good's happening. It's always bad. So I don't mind Nothing that. happened with the Batmanium. Yeah, the Batmanium I, ended I up leading into metal a, and stuff like really that. That was really that the bad have stuff. A bigger impact, though, with what she was doing. That was part of that combination of things that ended was up. It? Yeah, it was all those combos of the electric like Batmanium. All of it was that combo to finally open up that, you know, he was the wagoner. The I mean, what, what do you think? You. Yeah, so uh, it ended up kind of, again, that was kind of forced with that. And Jerry kind of went away for a bit, but. Yeah, she's still super colliders and stuff there. And that Batmanium, I mean, did you roll your eyes more at anything like that when we I saw that? We're like, oh my lot, God. Yeah. With all of that, though, yeah, that's that. I'm going to go seven. Like I said, I'm a little more positive than you, but only a slight bit. Uh, and I do, again, I like some of these things. I hope that all these things start tying in more. Like the Deathstroke Inc., I was excited about because it does seem to be that wacky book that made no sense. And now it's finally, like you said, it's finally a Deathstroke Inc. proper book here. And it seems to tie into the bigger stuff. So that's what I really want to have go on with the announcement of that Dark Crisis, all that. Yeah, but also the announcement this week, Chip Zdarsky on Batman. People are starting to get excited again about DC Comics. So that's pretty cool. And I did like these books for the most part. But that yeah, is right. that. So everybody, if you want to go and on sunday night if you're not on the patreon if you're on the patreon you end up getting the weekly show the the big one on sunday you get it on saturday night as an early access but if you wait just to remind everybody we also have the other podcast that comes out on this feed as well the big one which we have i think six books this week we have a bunch so. of mail continue maybe with some news and stuff like that so stay tuned action for that. detective team titans robin catwoman and harley yeah that's a pretty good deal right there and yeah team Titans. thought teen Titans academy i'm like yep there's a great thing but yeah we have all those books this week to fill out the whole deal hopefully people are enjoying the little bit of the tgi i think right it's friday to make things a little more manageable but with all of that eric what do we say at the end thank god it's friday you are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.